Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 123 of the Speaking Club podcast. Now, as you might know, as a regular listener, I love finding out the history of well-known phrases. And I often use phrases in my talk to, you know, similes, so things are like, etc. And as this is a first in a series of episodes about helping you stand out, one of the obvious phrases that sprang into my mind to use as an example of something that stands out was a sore thumb. Apparently, this phrase came about because someone in the annals of time hit their thumb with a hammer and it went red. Funnily enough, coincidentally, I've damaged both of my thumbs recently. Uh, The left one I trapped in a collapsible washing dryer and the right I scraped opening up a cupboard. Both my thumbs are very sore, but I must say that no one has stopped me to comment on them. And therefore, I don't think this term sticks out like a sore thumb is going to convey adequately what I want for you when you're speaking online. So I thought I'd try and find some alternatives. Now, if I was Seth Godin, I would say stands out like a purple cow, maybe. If I was a journalist, I might say stands out like a straight answer from a politician. But it's my show and it's me. So I'm going to say that this series will help you stand out like an authentic speaker at an international Toastmasters convention. Ooh, controversial, but IMHO, very true. I started this podcast for two reasons, because I want to help people recognize the power of stories and humor in speaking, and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organizations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey, hey, I hope you're well. Thanks for joining me again. Got a great show for you today. So lots has changed and whilst social distancing means that everyone has more room in real life, COVID-19 has resulted in the online space becoming more crowded than ever as more entrepreneurs make the switch to save their business. This means that standing out and building a tribe who want to buy your stuff is going to be more challenging than ever before. So what should you do if you're having these sorts of thoughts and feelings? I can't get people to easily understand what I do. I don't know where to start in getting my message across. I find the sales part of speaking uncomfortable and awkward. My business doesn't stand out. I can't seem to connect with people. I feel like my talks are boring. I can't communicate the value of what I do. I can't keep people engaged. It just feels so forced when I speak, not like me at all. If you can relate to one or more of those and you want to stand out and create more leads, then this episode and the other two that are part of this series are for you. Before I get started, though, I want to let you know about the Speaking Club Facebook Hub. Now, my aim with this group is to create a safe space and help you take all of this stuff that I and my guests share and actually put it into action in your videos, webinars, podcasts and on stage speaking to get tangible results. It's a group where you're going to get more stuff from me, including coaching, hot seats, accountability and extra content. 
it's not big at the moment as well. So if you get in early, you'll get lots of access to me. You just search for The Speaking Club on Facebook and answer the three questions and Bob's your uncle, you're in. Okay, let's kick off with the first thing you need to do if you want to get more leads when you speak online and that is avoid these seven deadly sins. So sin number one, that is failing to consider the buttons you need to push in your audience. Now, to make any talk effective as a sales and marketing tool, you need to be clear about what problem you're solving, for whom and what their fears, desires and objections might be. You've got to start with your audience and the end in mind so that your podcast, webinar or video is designed in a way that takes them on a journey from where they are to where you need them to be to take the action that you want. Does that make sense? That basically is the foundation of all success in speaking. The trouble is that you mustn't be overtly tapping into their fears, desires and objections. You need to do it in a way that it's subtle and gets them to have that aha moment without you being too pushy or salesy. Okay, so sin number two then, that is failing to grab attention. Now, you've probably heard me say this before as well, but I don't think it's a coincidence that we use the term pay attention because attention costs each of us energy and we've only got a finite amount. That means if you want someone to pay attention to you, then you have to earn it. And to get people there to listen to you in the first place and to get them to focus and be open to your message, you've got to hook them in. You've got to make them stop in their tracks and go, what, wait, what was that? So yeah, the problem is this. Most people sit down to create their message and they're using the newest part of the human brain with that sort of highest reasoning and problem solving capability. And they do it. I used to do it the same before I knew this stuff. And they do it in that way because they make the assumption that it's going to be received in the same place for their audience. Unfortunately, this is wrong. <coughs> I like doing that noise. Family fortunes, I think that was. Anyway, to grab attention, you have to tailor your message to connect with and get the past that sort of most primitive part of the brain because that's where all information gets received first. And this sort of crock brain, as I call it, um, acts like a nightclub bouncer. And it's only going to let your message past if it's new engaging and easy to understand okay so that means needs me on to sin number three and that's relying on how to content to build your tribe in sales now I know that you want to give your audience maximum value and you've been led to believe that how to content is the best way to do that but it's wrong let me let me tell you why I'll give you an example Gary V is one of the biggest influencers around, whether or not you agree with his message. And he's changing lives all over the world. And he hardly ever does how-to content. Just doing the how-to content might make someone tune into one talk or a bit of content, but it won't make them subscribe, follow you or buy because you can get this stuff everywhere. People need and want to find out what you stand for. They want to get to know you. And if all you do is churn out how-to content, you might as well get used to the sound of crickets when you speak. 
Right, sin number four, that is making your sales message the most important part of your webinar or video. Because, again, this is another mistaken belief. People think the sales message is what makes people buy your stuff, but it's not. And I can understand why you want to focus on your sales message. It's definitely a factor in successful webinars and sales videos, but there's a far more critical part of the puzzle. And whether it's Tony Robbins or Amy Porterfield or Russell Brunson, every mega successful online influencer will tell you that the most important part of your presentation is showing the transformation your product, idea or service will offer your audience. And there is a better way to do it than with just sales messages. And that's because our buying decision is made emotionally first. You need to tap into the emotions of your audience and create those aha moments that enable us to see the future we want through your message. And when we can see that future for ourselves, then we'll be open to knowing how your product or service will get us there. Does that make sense? If you, if you carry on making your focus the sales message, then your speaking won't create leads or sell in the way that you want it to. Right then, sin number five is not being yourself. Many, many people believe that to be a good presenter, you've got to speak perfectly and stop using filler words. You heard me say it lots of times before. And, you know, I think if you, again, if you listen to me regularly, you'll know that I think this is a crock. And I can see why people get concerned about this because, you know, many of those famous speaking organizations have someone who's actually counting how many filler words are used when people speak. But do you know what, though? Sir Ken Robinson mentioned him on the show, big hero of mine. He has one of the most talk, watched TED Talks of all time, and he uses 15 ums in the first two minutes. And he's done all right. In fact, seven out of the 10 most popular TED Talks of all time, including people like Brené Brown, Amy Cuddy, all of them, they use filler words. Because connecting with people and getting your message across is not about perfect diction or grammar or getting rid of filler words. Do you know, one of my students told me that previously she'd been told that she had too many filler words by one of these organisations. And the next time she was speaking, she was actually counting them in her head while she was talking. Do you think she was present in that talk? Do you think she was connecting with her audience or being as impactful as she could be? Do you think she was being her authentic self? No way, Jose, she wasn't. Now, there's another thing to mention under this umbrella, under this sin, and that's what I call the Stepford Wives trap, which I see more and more people falling into. And that's because there are some online influencers and coaches who are selling you done-for-you, word-for-word scripts with the promise that will help you get results faster. But in my humble opinion, your audience doesn't want some regurgitated content you got from an influencer or coach who used it three years ago. They want to hear your thoughts, opinions and stories. Don't just take my word for it. As Inc. magazine reported, authenticity is attractive 
80% of consumers say that authentic content can compel them to engage with a company. And in a world filled with fake news, alternative facts and a deluge of marketing messages, people yearn for what is real. And as Simon Sinek says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So getting these word-for-word scripts might get your content out there faster, but if that content doesn't serve you or your target audience in the best way, then you're just wasting your time and your money. The truth is, if you continue trying to be someone else or a perfectly scripted robot speaker, then you'll never achieve real connection with your audience. That type of authentic connection that will get them to shift their beliefs and buy your stuff. And you'll never have the success you could have had as a speaker if you're afraid to take risks, be different and be yourself. All of which will suck for you and your business and your audience. Okay, number six is making your message forgettable. Sometimes it can be a challenge to get people to relate to what you do. Keeping your audience engaged and getting them to remember your message is hard, but it is vital to work on this if you want more sales. And this is all about making your message sticky. And I know it's hard to do. I find it difficult myself sometimes. And that's because we're often so close to our businesses and we have this sort of expert mindset or maybe because we just can't find a way to explain it easily or both. And in this scenario, there are two things you need to do. Firstly, you need to come at it from a beginner's mindset. Think back to when you first found out about the thing you do. How did that happen? What did you hear or see that made you think it was brilliant? Can you recreate that in some way for your potential customers? Secondly, for anything complex or technical, you need to find an analogy for it that people can relate to. Think back to the sore thumb at the start of the show. Let me give you an example. I've had clients who work in the internet of things, which is basically about bringing inanimate objects to life and enabling them to talk to each other using cloud technology, which is kind of like one of those big old telephone switchboards, except that it floats on the internet and it doesn't need wires. And this technology has made things like smart homes possible. It's given us wearable technology to keep us fit and it's given us warehouse shelves that have the ability to automatically send an order to a supplier when stock gets below a certain point. It can make our lives easier and businesses more efficient. So I hope you you can see that example. You know, the way to stop people falling asleep when you write or speak about your product or service is to do these two things. Spend some time thinking about what everyday object or experience that people can easily relate to um, that would be like your product or service or idea or like the benefits it would give them. And then also think back to why you fell in love with what you do. Right, last one, sin number seven is falling into the imposter syndrome trap. I, I'm, a fa- I'm a late fan. I only discovered it maybe like six months ago, but I'm a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. And one of the taglines Ru says to the, the girls every episode is, If you don't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? I can't redo the impression, but anyway, hopefully you get the gist of it. 
And I think something similar applies to your speaking when you're marketing your product, service, or idea. So if you don't believe in it yourself, how in the hell do you expect other people to believe in it enough to buy it? So whenever you're speaking about your product or service or idea, you have to be engaged, passionate, and confident about it. You've got to let go of doubt and worry about being judged and go all in. You need to share the difference it's made in your life or the life of your customers with energy and commitment. And if you know that what you do truly can make a difference to others and you're not sharing that passionately and powerfully because you're focused on yourself, then you're being selfish. Okay, so I've shared the seven deadly sins and you may be thinking, thanks for that, Sarah. Well, what should I be doing instead? What is the big secret? Well, the solution to many of these deadly speaking sins and the secret to standing out, making people care and creating leads online is something that we've been doing as human beings for thousands of years. And that is, hopefully no surprises here, telling stories. Stories are the most powerful communication tool around. The trouble is that a lot of time people aren't confident storytellers because they've got a lot of questions about using stories in speaking and marketing, like, what do you mean by story? What type of story should I use? How long should it be? Where and how should I use them? Where do I find the stories to use? And the good news is that the answers to these questions are exactly what I'm going to be covering in part two. Okay, so that's it. I'm going to give you your takeaways for this episode. Number one, always start with your audience and the end goal in mind so that you design your message to take them on the journey from where they are to where they need to be to take the action you want. You have to start by hooking your audience in to listen to your message and you've got to make them stop in their tracks and think, wait, what? Number three, don't rely on how-to content all the time. People want to find out about you and what you stand for to build that know, like and trust connection. Remember, it's not about your sales message. Uh, that's not what sells. It's creating those aha moments that deliver the emotional buy-in that you need to get first before you go into you know, features and whatnot. And it's really important, next one, that you find your authentic voice and content. Don't go into fake presenter mode or rely on someone else's words and stories. Next one, you need to make your message sticky. So that's memorable, relatable and shareable. And lastly, don't fall into the imposter trap. Believe in yourself, what you offer and your message. You know, there's never going to be another you and you won't have another life to live. So stop worrying about what other people think and kick ass in this one. I need to take my own medicine sometimes too. It's hard, but that's what we've got to do. Okay, so I hope you found that useful and it pushed a few of your own buttons. Thanks again for joining me and choosing the speaking club. And if you did enjoy the show, as usual, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It means a lot and it, it's nice to get the feedback, as I've said before, but it also helps other people find the show. And I think a lot of people would benefit from some of this stuff we all struggle with. Also, if you're not subscribed, 
make sure you do so you get the good stuff every week and don't forget to check out the uh, speaking club facebook hub too okay that's it you take care be safe and don't forget to grab your life by the nuts and get cracking bye bye snackable stories are short powerful engaging and very shareable Because of that, they're great to use in Facebook Lives, podcasts, videos, keynotes, webinars, blogs, in fact, everywhere to share your message, build your audience and grow your business. The trouble is that finding your snackable stories and confidently sharing them can feel like a struggle for many online entrepreneurs, authors, experts and coaches, and that struggle can slow you down or stop you in your tracks. That's where my seven-day snackable story challenge comes in. Over the course of just seven days, I'm going to give you resources and training that will not only build your skills and confidence, but will get you a tangible result at the end and assets for you to use going forward. And the best bit is that all of it is completely free. To find out more, including if you meet the criteria to participate, then go to saraharcher.co.uk challenge right now.